Welcome to episode 12 of Lyrics for Lunch. Wow, that was kind of loud. <laughs> this is Zelda. And this is Jermaine. <laughs> I was going to say, are you going to introduce yourself? <laughs> you just going to guess? <laughs> so this week we're doing... Rare by Selena Gomez. It's Tremaine's pick this week. So um, the song was produced by Simon Says and Sir Nolan. And it was written by Selena Gomez, Madison Love, Leland, Simon Says, and Sir Nolan. And this is off of Selena Gomez's third album. Titled? Rare, which is the same track as what we're dissecting today. Yes. And then just a note, I guess, um, that she started production on this album in 2016. I just feel like that's important to note because if you do listen to the whole album, I feel that she's very personal with the songs and like her messages. Like she really is like kind of showing a part of herself. So I feel like it is important to note that, you know, this, whenever, personally I feel, whenever artists put out music that they've been working on or like put out an album that they've been working on for a minute, like for a while, I feel like you're going to find hints and notes of their personalities, of their life, of things that they've gone through, of their journey in those years. Also the change. Exactly. The change of the artist too. So I just like to mention that because I think it is a nice album. Um, And this song, for example, is very personal. So I feel that it's a good reflection of what the album kind of shows. So we can just dive (laughs) in. And Tremaine is going to start us off. Well, the first verse is pretty short. It's a short stanza. (laughs) Yeah, it's like four lines. Yeah, and pretty much she just mentions, you've been so distant from me lately, and she doesn't want to continue calling this person baby. I think from that, it's kind of self-explanatory. Whatever is going on, her significant other is kind of guarded. Yeah, and I also took that as kind of like she's setting um, she's setting the stage for what the rest of the song is. Yeah. Because she doesn't really, well, of course, you don't really repeat verses like that all the time. But like this is kind of like the one and only time she says this. On, well, not really, but... It's kind of like setting that stage of, okay, we're starting off the song with you haven't been yourself, like you haven't kind of shown affection towards me, and the lack of attention you're showing makes me not even feel close to you anymore. I do like how the song starts with like a drum roll that takes it into the song. Oh yeah, that's pretty cool. And then... 
Wait, you were going to say something. It's a drum roll, but Phil, it sounds different than a drum. Like how? I don't know. I don't know all my instruments. <laughs> like a snare? Like, is it sharp? Is Ooh, it? Maybe a snare. Or like snare drums are kind of like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe a snare. We'll say it's a snare. <laughs> we'll suggest it could be a snare for those music people that are just like, how dare you? It's another instrument. Well, then, music people, let us know what that role yeah, in right. the beginning of the song is. <laughs> musicians out there, calling all musicians. And then from there, we go into the pre chorus. So, the pre chorus, she's kind of just talking about like, where she saw the relationship and kind of the issues that she's seeing because she's saying Saul's getting older um I'm burning things like I my ambitions were high uh and then also like at one point she says like waiting for you upstairs and you act like I'm not there so all these things it's kind of it's kind of like she's saying okay so I thought we were going to be together for a while like, I was seeing our future. However, the actions that you're doing now kind of shows me that I was just... I I was shooting too far in this relate. Like, I was thinking, like, the, the biggest, grandest thing. And we can barely make it, like, through talking to each other. The burning toast and Matosa, I thought that was, like, her seeing them in the future. Burning toast and a toaster. Oh, really? I don't like how we burn food <laughs> by accident. All right, yeah, true. That that does work. But I feel like, well, yeah, I guess so, right? Because burning toast, it could be like you kind of lose focus, like you're losing distraction. You're distracted from the food because you're so in love, and you're being all like flirty or funny or you know goofy. But. I also thought that it could also be seen as like you're messing up something simple. You know, like I had high hopes, and then like you know I'm over here thinking we're gonna grow old, but you can't even fuck, like you can't even cook toast. You burn the damn toast. So I was thinking it could be. I feel like there's some moments in the in the song that she actually says things that can be taken like one or two ways. Yeah. So. Yeah. And then also the act like I'm not there part. That part, I feel like, also just kind of hit hard. It's kind of like... Because not only is she saying that she's upstairs, she's waiting. Mm-hmm. So it's just like you're waiting for the other person to show you... Affection. Or even attention. Yeah, but <laughs> they're not. Like, you're just kind of waiting for them and they Salute. never come. Thanks. <laughs> um, so, that part also hit. I was like, ouch. Me Corazon. And then, going into the chorus, she says, it feels like you don't care. Why don't you recognize I'm so rare? So that that there, I feel like, is a line of, like, a give and take type of self-empowerment. 
because she's acknowledging that she's rare, but she's kind of given the power to the next person asking like, why don't you understand that I'm rare? So it's like something she's yearning for, although she knows that she has that rarity. Yeah, I could see that. I feel like the song in itself is a self-empowerment song. Yeah. With that same theme where it's like... Very much so. You're giving the power to someone who's not appreciating your or specialness. Or I feel like you... It's, it's kind of like the idea of you were giving them the power. Because, like, she starts off with, you know, when she starts off by saying, like, it feels like you don't care. It's kind of like she's expressing, like, okay, this is how you're making me feel. And, like, why do you not see the greatness that I have? Which I feel like in itself is kind of empowerment because it's kind of like you're asking the per- the other person to self-reflect. Like, you know, get your shit together. Like, I'm the best you ever had. Why don't you see I that? I don't agree with that because it does, it does change up a little bit throughout the song. Yeah, right? But that's, again, one of those things where it's like, her lyrics kind of like play play up they like switch out Give and different then hands. shortly after she says I don't have it all I'm not claiming to I feel like that is just her bringing her like being down to earth being humble yeah like saying yes I'm rare but like you know yeah like we're like we're human we all exactly. have imperfections exactly but at the same time I'm great <laughs> Where she says, but I know I'm special. <laughs> yeah. And also, because before that part, she also says, like, I'm always there, but you but you don't do that for me. So it's just, like, even certain things where it's, like, being present, you can't give me what I give you. So it's like, okay, I may not be perfect, but at least I, like, I'm capable of, you know, being in a healthy relationship in a sense. Or at least, you know, being there for the other person yeah and then yeah so I basically like that was one of the parts that I really liked too just because it's kind of like she's owning her worth she's just like because towards the end of the chorus she also says um I bet there's someone else out there that's gonna see like you know that's gonna tell me that I'm rare it's like I don't gotta stay with you other people are going to see my greatness for what it is. Boy, bye. Or girl, bye. <laughs> Y'all, bye. <laughs> bye to everybody. And then we move to verse two. I know you laugh so hard. <laughs> Where she kind of flips the script a bit. And she says... Don't make me count up all the reasons to stay with you. And directly after that, she says, no reason why you and I are not succeeding. That was one of those where I felt like she was kind of playing off the no reason. Because the no reason could fit into what she said before and what she says after. Yeah. So it's just like, you're making me count up the reasons why to stay and there is no reason for me to stay. But at the same time, she's also saying there's no reason why we didn't make it work. 
Yeah. Or we couldn't make it work, I guess. Yeah. That's that's why I like that part. Yeah. It all depends on where you view it. Yeah, exactly. Or you could view it both ways. Each time you hear the song. <laughs> <laughs> then it goes back into the pre-chorus. Which is a repeat of like the, you know, I saw us getting older and we're burning toast again. And then the chorus where it's just like, bitch, I'm special. And then there's a bridge. So the bridge I also like too. The bridge is kind of where it was just flipped entirely. How you mean? So at first they had the power. Then verse two, she was taking the power back. Don't make me count the reasons to stay with you. Why are we not succeeding? And then the bridge is like, okay, your chance is over. Like, you've had it. Well, yeah. Because she says, I'm not going to beg for you. I'm not going to let you make me cry. I ain't going to cry for you. These tears are no longer yours. And she said, not getting enough from you. And someone says, not getting enough from you. It's over. Y'all buy. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but yeah, I like that part too. I'm just like, because she's literally just drawing that line. She's just like, that's it. This is over. Like, I'm not putting up with your bullshit. I'm not putting up with all your excuses and your reasons and wanting to make it work now when I'm fed up. Like, it's done. Adios. Sayonara. Finn. Y'all bye. <laughs> <laughs> and then from there, it kind of goes into like, re- it repeats like the pre-chorus and then the chorus. And then she just says her outro, which is just like, ah, ah, rare. <laughs> <laughs> Not to the tune of how I said it <laughs> To the beat of the actual yeah. song <laughs> And it also didn't sound that a Liberian girl yes. <laughs> Chorus <laughs> That's what I'm related yeah. <laughs> It was less Liberian <laughs> I'm not gonna be here I'm not gonna be here I don't know. <laughs> Comes away. <laughs> um, but yeah. So those are the lyrics of the song. I really like the song. I felt like it was very empowering. Um, like what Tremaine said. Like it is a very empowering song overall. Because it's kind of showing the story of a relationship where you start off and you want to make it work. And you want the two of you to stay together forever. But then things start to happen and signs start showing up where it's just like, maybe this isn't where I'm meant to be. And instead of ending the relationship, you're just in a place where you're just like, no, well, you know, I want to be with you. Like, why don't you see how great I am? Like, why don't you just, why can't we just make this work? And then you finally reach that point of just like, you know what? I don't got time for this shit. Like, you don't want to see how great I am. You don't want to see what I can provide. Then bye. I'm just going to keep it pushing. And I'm just going to (laughs) go. Y'all couldn't see what I did. (laughs) That's why he left. But 
Not yet, definitely. And I feel like it's it's the story of a lot of relationships. I think that's also why I like the song a lot too. Because I've been there, you know, in relationships where it's like uh where where you look back and the partner becomes ungrateful and Yeah. They take you for granted. Yeah, and then, you know, sometimes when you're in the moment you don't even realize it. It's not until like you look back at the relationship years later. You know, or maybe when you're in a better place, mentally, physically, whatever, that you actually realize, like, oh, shoot, why didn't I leave sooner? Or why didn't I I end it? And all this stuff. So I think that's why I really like the song, because it really just gives, it's kind of like giving that, you know, last hurrah that people want to give in a song. Like, not in a song, but, like, in an actual relationship. It's, like, being able to, like, end that relationship. Like, yeah, fuck you. (laughs) I was better. Or, well, not better. But I was better in this relationship, at least. And I didn't deserve what you were giving or bringing to the table. I think it's very empowering. And I think it's good for people to hear nowadays, too. Yeah. You know? I feel like sometimes it feels very hard to leave a, a relationship because... So many people, especially with, like, the way, like, how dating is, like, so strongly online, I feel, nowadays. Sometimes it's very hard to meet people in person. And I feel like that makes people feel like they need to stay in a relationship that may not be the best just because who else am I going to find? You know what I mean? It's also harder to do it online because there's catfishers. There are catfishers. They've done made a whole empire. Like, that show, Catfish is so huge. Like, the show is so huge. And it was off a kid who got recorded by his brother. And he got catfished. And from then, he's been helping people being catfished all over the world. Shit, even he's been catfished on his own damn show. It's crazy. And people that do it with no remorse, too, they're just like, oh, yeah, it's fun to, like, play with people's emotions. So it's, like, it's just so many things that, like, happen out there, you know? It's harder to meet people in person, too, I feel, because... Everyone's into their phone. Yes, that's what I was going to say. Like, you know, I was born in the 90s, so, okay, like, I half grew up with technology, like, once I was a teenager or something. So, to a certain extent... You know, it is different because although I can, like, I can be on my phone, but I can also throw my phone and, like, leave it somewhere for hours and not even realize, you know, that I don't have it on me. But I feel like the more technology kind of becomes a bigger thing, the more people are kind of tied to their phones, you know, like, people are... A lot of times phones become an extent. A mean of avoiding awkward interactions true if you're on the train or on the subway or you're like on an uber what's the first thing you do if you think that the person's going to talk to you you pull out your phone you start scrolling through facebook instagram you start playing a game you start doing something because true. there's the idea that if you're on your phone people you, won't bother you exactly and sometimes your phone may be dead and you just put it plug in your headphones and you act like you like your phone's on <laughs> I've done it. I've done it on the subway. (laughs) Yo, the New York City trains, that's no joke. Some people there are a little sus, you know. Sometimes you feel a little 
Like, you got to take care of yourself. You feel like you can't be making eye contact with everybody. So there have been times that I've been guilty of that myself. You know, but I feel like those exact things are what makes actually, it hard. I was actually fronted like I was bumping to the music and everything. <laughs> I don't know if I... Or if I'm listening to music and then the phone dies while I'm listening to music. Oh, shit, yeah. I, I never keep took... going like it's still playing. Yo, I don't know why it is that it feels like, you know, you feel like you're a failure if you were to take your phone out. Like, oh, look at this noob. Look at this, like, boob on the bus. Like, his phone died. <laughs> That's how I feel. And then I would always listen to music loud, so I would be worried, like, maybe they heard the music stop. <laughs> they ain't saying nothing. They're just like, look at this boy acting like he's still bumping the music. <laughs> Out here listening to Lil Wayne in your head. <laughs> they saw right through me. <laughs> you know, but it's like that, though. I feel like that's what makes it harder. Like, that's what makes it harder for you to, like, find you know, a connection or to even meet people that you may want to, like, be friends with. She was hard to even just make friends, let alone have a relationship where you're not only opening your life up to a person, but you're opening your body up to that person and your mind. And, you know, you're, you want to, like, make a relationship and, like, you know, build a future with them. It's hard to find all that. Nowadays, people are shallow and people don't like people. Yeah, that's true. That is true. People don't like people. And, you know, it's just one of those things. I don't know. Like, I I definitely, like, I feel like this song is something that people need to, like, internalize. Because, you know, just because you're in a bad relationship, you will find somebody. Like, you don't got to stay in a bad place just to not be alone. You know, there's other ways to, like, fill your time. And it doesn't have to be a relationship. It doesn't have to be, like, a sexual or, like, you know, romantical relationship. It could be a friendship. It could be, like you know further building up a relationship with family or or somebody you know but it could be a relationship at work yeah work through it true oh 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 (laughs) that's a (laughs) turn but um now yeah so i think that's also why i like this song (laughs) because it'd be hard out there in these streets to find to find somebody and especially depending on where you live because i'm talking as if you're in like new york city where it's like at least even if people ignore your ass like at least like you see people everywhere you go you know like you walk down the street it's full of people you go on the bus it's usually full of people like you go on the train people you like go to the corner store the deli people like you know when you're, Let me guess, you go to the lobby. People. And there's people in the lobby, too, that shouldn't be in your building, but they're there. <laughs> and then, you know, it you're also gets harder. Yo, it gets harder. And not only, like, you know, if you're out of, like, one of those big-ass cities, like Chicago or, like, certain Cali cities and stuff like that, you, like, you have to drive around everywhere. When you're driving in your car by your damn self, who the fuck you gonna meet? The passenger seat? Like, there's nobody else to talk to, really. Unless you go into, like, a Walmart. And sometimes, you know, some Walmarts be having success people in there, too. Walmart is, like, the New York subway. (laughs) Nah, not as intense. (laughs) That's a little much. But I think I give that to Walmart. Walmart don't have them cat-sized rats. (laughs) Oh, shit, you're right. 
I forgot about those. Been away from New York for too long. But, yeah, relationships, man. Relationships are hard to find. Really hard to find. And I definitely do see that as a possibility. Like, someone staying in a relationship just because, like, yeah, well, who else am I going to be with? Like, yourself. Grow yourself. You rare, bitch. You rare. Y'all. <laughs> mm-hmm. But... That was my two cents. That was a good two cents. Thanks. We'll call it ten cents. Uh, yeah. <laughs> a quarter. <laughs> Give you a quarter of my mind. More than a couple of Abe's. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Anything else that was wrestling your mind as you were listening to this song? Or what made you want to pick it, I guess? What made me want to pick it was just the album itself is very good. And Selena Gomez really does have a very good voice to listen to. It's very soothing. It's good, whether it's a catchy song or even like a, a slower song. When I say catchy song, I mean like a more upbeat song. Yeah. It's good for slower songs. I feel like she's a she's a staple in her own lane, and I just wanted to share this song with more people. Yeah, that's fair. It was it's one of the songs for me that stood out. It was between rare and people you know, which. It's also on the album. So give that a listen if you haven't. Oh, also... Well, give the album a listen, not just that song. Yeah, give the album a listen. The album actually doesn't seem that long. When I was, like, looking it up, it was, like, the album was, like, 42 minutes. That's, like, a whole episode on Netflix, y'all. It's not even that serious. You could do that. Clean your house. Put the album on. That's what I do with new albums. At least I try. Or even on the drive to work. Boom. Put a new album. I've been listening to, like, the Bad Bunny <laughs> album on repeat for, like, too long. Too long. I think I've listened to, like, part of the album. I've listened to songs from the album at least every day since it's released. Which is kind of intense. Because I don't... I'm not big on, like, albums or, like, artists. Like, like I'm very tr- picky sometimes with, like artists like I won't like a whole album I'll like like a few songs but Selena Gomez is definitely gonna be up there now too also watch the video I was waiting for you to bring that up I know you love the the videos I really like the video I love the videos you know the visual aspect I just find it so interesting because You can listen to a song and you can talk about a song and you can come up with your own ideas of what that song means. But sometimes I feel that the input that a video gives is that that's the artist telling you what they saw the song as. Like the artist is telling you like, this is what I visualize. Like I sang these words and this is what I think in my mind when I sang those words. So I feel like it kind of brings a deeper understanding. Half true. Yeah, half true. You know, sometimes they got the directors. 
Yeah, the directors. But, you know, the directors, they have to come up with the ideas from somewhere, right? I mean, I would think that the artists would at least have some say in how the... Maybe. And how the uh, music video is, is made. Maybe. Yeah. Like the Life is Good one. <laughs> or <laughs> Drake and Future were behind the scenes and behind the scenes at the scenes. And in the <laughs> scenes too. <laughs> but, yeah. And that was episode 12. Oh, snap. Already. It feels like it's been more, but only 12 episodes is kind of crazy. But I'll take it. <laughs> All right. Thanks for joining us for episode 12. Oh, right. Any questions, thoughts, whatevs? Want to send a, a poop? I don't know. <laughs> don't send don't poop. Don't send a poop. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I said that. But either way, thoughts, things that you want to share, you can send it to our email at lyricsforlunch at gmail. I don't like looking at that shit. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm... T- <laughs> and also, you can follow our Twitter, Lyrics for Lunch. Well, at Lyrics for Lunch. That's L-Y-R-I-C-S, the number four... L-U-N-C-H That spelling goes for the email address As well as The Twitter handle Twitter Mm -hmm. Alright And with that We sign off on another episode Peace and love